Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. It's Tactical Tuesday. We're diving in. What's up, Craig? What's up, Zach? Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's up, guys? Just saying hello to the people on camera. Those of you not on camera, I still love you. Don't worry. And if you're watching the podcast later or listening to the podcast, you can't tell who's on camera or not. But if you are here live, uh, I believe that having your camera on keeps you connected, engaged, and it's a proven fact that it helps you learn more. Well, that's not proven at all, but I'm, I'm saying it's proven. Zach, we're going over a social media system today. There's the hero. What's up, Z? How are you? Uh, we're going over social media systems. So I've got a guest host with me who is on every single agent power huddle, but he's typically not on camera. So he volunteered today. So Zach, say hello. Hey guys, how's it going? This is Zach. Zach is not on camera, but he is behind the scenes. He's our digital marketing director at the Agent Collective, and he's been doing social media work behind the scenes for over 10 years, right? Yeah, I remember I started right around uh, when Twitter first came out. So yeah, probably about 10 years or so. Yeah. So if you guys want him to update your MySpace page, that is not his jam, <laughs> but anything else other than that, he is your man. He, uh, he, he knows a lot. So we're going to dive in. We're going to do a social media system today. And uh, the system is an acronym and we're going to break down what the system is. And Zach, you, you want to start off with the, with the first one? Yeah, sure. So this, the um, it's system S Y S T E M. Um, just, I know we all love acronyms here. So I figured I'd break it down like that. Um, can you, am I the host? I am. Okay. Um, so the first one is S for system is schedule social media on every platform. Um, so what I'm actually going to do is show you, not a lot of people know that you can, you can schedule Facebook and Instagram posts at the same time. And also, by the way, I meant to start out and say, you know, I realize a lot of you probably don't do your own social media. So this might be something for someone in your office to watch, but it's also good for you to watch it just to know, you know, what to do and what's going on. But I realize, you know, you might be assigning this to someone, but so the first thing is um, scheduling. So when you come to your Facebook page, you have here on the left, it's like the toolbar. Um, Facebook has what's called the creator uh, corners. So to get there, you go to publishing tools. And then within, uh, in here, you can do Facebook and Instagram at the same time. So here, where you publish posts, create posts, you can just schedule stuff for Facebook by itself. But if you wanted to schedule Facebook and Instagram at the same time, which I, I recommend, you want to come down here to Creator Studio. And you can actually do your Facebook stories in here as well. So I know on the mobile version, you could do it pretty easily. On the desktop, it's not as easy. And for whatever reason, Facebook kind of made this a couple step process to even get here. So once again, you just go um, publishing tools, creator studio, it'll bring you here. So if you wanted to add a story, um, <clears throat> this is where you add a story on Facebook. And I would definitely recommend stories because people are constantly just scrolling through um, stories now, especially on Instagram. And so you could do a photo story or a text story. If you do a photo story, you can include a link. So a lot of times what I'll do is I'll upload a photo that I have. And if you have a video, you could just take a screenshot of the video and upload it. But I'll add a photo and then, you know, you can add your text. Um, 
here, just put whatever. But then here is where you can actually add a link. So, you, well, it's called a call to action, we'll say. So here you can do see more, learn more, shop now, book now, get directions. So you can pick, you know, whatever call to action you want. And then you just put the link in here. I'm not going to publish this, but when you publish it, it'll come up as a story with a clickable link. So Creator Studio is a great place to for all your social media stuff. So, so we have a story here, and then uh, let's do Instagram. So up here is your Facebook and Instagram, and you need to link your Instagram to your business page. You could do that at Instagram. Um, but so it's real simple. You just go here. So Instagram TV is any video that's over a minute. So if it's over a minute, you click Instagram TV. Any photos or videos under a minute, you'll click that. And then in here is where you just write your posts, you know, whatever you want to put. Um, you know, if you're in a certain market, you could put your location here. So I definitely recommend that, um, you know, put whatever city or, or town that you're in. Then here's where you add content. So you can actually, if you've already uploaded something to Facebook, you can just pick that content and instead of loading the post separately. So I just loaded something I posted before. And then here's where you can, um, if it's a video, they'll auto generate images for you. You can pick from it. So if this was a video, there'd be like 12 frames here. Um, if you have an image you wanna use yourself for like a photo cover or a video cover photo, you can add it here. And you can also pick your own frame from the video by picking this. Um, so maybe I should upload a quick video real quick. And in terms so, of in terms of scheduling, how far out in advance are you booking all this stuff, Zach? Um, good question. So I just want to show real quick. So when you upload a video, and you can also tag people. You click that, so I could tag people here. Um, I lost it, but anyway, that's how you do video. But for for Jesse's question. Um, and actually that's later in my acronym is content calendar, but I generally try to come up with a content calendar and if you can do as far out as you can, if you could do a month, if you could do a week. So first I would try to figure out what you want to post. You know, you can look at like social media holidays or whatever relevant days are to what's going on. And so you kind of want to figure out what you want to post first. And then I figure out when I want to post it because you know, you might have um, a listing or, or a virtual open house or a regular open house that's in two weeks. So you might not want to um, promote that too far in advance. You might want to do it a week or whatever. So it just depends. But I, I generally, for Agent Power Huddle, I, on Mondays, I do like the whole week. But this is my job. This isn't your guy's job. But if you have someone in the office, I would try to get them to schedule things out in advance because, A, they can show you the stuff before it goes out. You get fresh eyes on it, check for spelling errors, anything like that. And then you know it's in the can and it's scheduled ready to go. You don't have to worry about it. So I hope that answers your question, Jesse. It, it does. And depending on if you have someone to, to give this over to or if you're trying to do it yourself, I mean, how long do you think this, this part would take someone if they were doing it themselves? Um, so the actual the scheduling stuff is not as hard. It's more difficult to figure out the content, um, what you actually are going to post. Um, because you need to know what you're going to post before you post it, if that makes sense. So if you have a new listing or you have something in escrow, you can make a quick graphic for it and then schedule it. So I think the, the content itself takes longer than the actual scheduling. But like I said, I would think of what you want 
then think about the time frame, like what needs to be posted and when, and then you schedule it. And I kind of base everything around that. I love it. All right. So that, so the S of system is schedule social media on every platform. Yeah. Uh, and also forgot to mention there's platforms like Hootsuite, you know, um, where you can schedule Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook all at once. So your CRM might have a scheduler as well. So I would just look into um, a platform that does it all at once. So that was the S for system. The U in system, the next one is um, you need to be consistent. So you really want to be posting at least once a week. If you could do more, that'd be great. But I would say at least once or twice a week, um, two to three times. And this is where my content calendar comes into play. Um, because like I said, you, so all this stuff, I don't have many posts scheduled right now, but can you, you can see my screen, right? Jesse? No, no, no I, I stopped the screen. Show. There we go. Put it back on. Perfect. Now we can see your screen. So you see here, I have a post for Asian power huddle um, this afternoon. I have one tomorrow and then I have one Thursday morning. So this is where I mean with being consistent in the content calendar. Um, you know, so we have we have posts going out every day. So you, you want to be consistent. And I also wanted to mention a good way to create content for people who might not know is Canva, uh, which is a great site. It's actually free. And so these are all, you know, we have the episode titles that we post the day before to promote the next day. So we make these in Canva. Um, Canva has paid versions, but you can get by easily with the free versions. You know, they have a lot of templates in here that you can pick from. So I would definitely, if you need help making content, um, Canva is definitely the way to go. So you see here, they have all these, you know, pre-made stuff. So you could use this for whatever you need. Um, so that was the why it's um, you need to be consistent and you use things like Canva and a content calendar to help keep you consistent. So you make the content and then you schedule it and that'll help you um, stay consistent. So then the next S in system is steer your audience. So when I say steer your audience, it basically means you want to have some type of call to action. Um, I wanted to show. So you want to send them somewhere, whether it's your uh, listing page or um, wherever you want to send them. So like usually you only want one call to action per post. Like you only want to send them one place because you don't want to confuse them. For the Asian Power Huddle, it's a little different because I'm trying to promote our YouTube page, our podcast. So you see here, I have more than one call to action, but you generally want to steer them somewhere. So if you have a, uh, if you're posting a new listing, you want to steer them to your website. Um, if you're posting something on your YouTube, steer them there. So you always want to have some type of call to action, tell them what to go, you know, make them take some type of action. Um, and another thing that I have under steer your audience is link shortener because it just makes things look better. So you see here, like this takes you to our YouTube page. And so instead of this long link being posted, you can get what's called a link shortener. There's a couple of them. I use this one's called bit.ly right here, this B. So I just added it to my toolbar as a tip as a um, shortcut, but this is the site here, it's bitly.com, shorten links, big results. So you can actually use this for free. So not only do you wanna steer your audience, but you want, it to, you want to make it look nice for them. So I went to our YouTube page and I shortened the link and this is what Bitly gave me. I copy it and pasted it into the post. So 
now it looks nicer. It makes the post look shorter. Um, so I'd definitely recommend using a, a link shortener. There might be some but, other ones besides Bitly, but this is the one I use. And before you go on from there, just go back to the, the last, the post in the Facebook. One thing I want to point out, this is uh, just an extra little bonus. If you notice he's using emojis as bullet points, right? I, I, we've done another training. I can do a refresher on it sometime. If you, any of you guys missed it on uh, basically written style for how to make things have some punch and some impact. Using bullet points is great though. You want more white space to black space if you remember that ratio. So having more white space in your post makes it easier to read and using emojis for bullet points. So he's got the eyeballs and the headphones. Uh, have some fun with it, right? You could definitely do some, the, the fingers pointing down. I, I mean, it's your own personal preference. I've seen posts that have a thousand emojis. Sometimes it works if that's their style. That's not my style. I, I like just enough emojis, right? I'm I'm a 41 year old dude. It depends on what you you know what what you're going for. Yeah, so I would usually you know I I really only use these um, just so people realize this is the video, this is audio. But yeah, Jesse makes a good point. You want to format it right. You know, you see how there's spaces in between. It's easier to read. You know, I see a lot of people write like really long paragraphs and. It's hard enough to get someone to read one sentence, let alone 10 sentences all jumbled together. So you definitely, the format of your posts, believe it or not, is definitely important. And you just don't want to go overboard with the emojis. You know, maybe you use like a house for the first, a lot of times we usually use one for the first sentence and then towards the bottom. It, it, it depends on your style. That's the thing. Like I've seen people that use a ton of emojis and it works for them and they're going to attract an audience that it resonates with. And, and in terms of, of if you guys like writing paragraphs, some people may read your blocks and blocks of paragraphs. I, I, I have a friend who writes very, very long paragraph after paragraph posts, and he gets good engagement from the people that read it. Like it's not a huge group, but the people that do engage, right? At, at this point in social media, um, I believe we're switching over to a uh, quality versus quantity in terms of engagements. If you have a smaller number of highly engaged people, you're going to end up getting more results, especially as a realtor, if you're looking for buyers and sellers and, the, and to, you know, for conversions, you're going to end up having better conversions off a highly engaged audience that people just like randomly give you a thumbs up and nothing else. Yeah. Jesse makes a good point. That's not on my list as, as far as numbers, it's definitely better to have a more dedicated following versus a lot of likes and follows that aren't as engaged. So I definitely wouldn't recommend buying um, likes and followers, things like that. You know, unless you want it to look like to the outside world that people are actually following you uh, you know, it's kind of a vanity metric, but, you know, if you think it'll help you, then I would recommend buying them. But overall, if you're really trying to build a real following, I wouldn't, I wouldn't re recommend buying them unless you, you know, the numbers are important to you. Um, because I just, I, I've dealt with clients before that buy them. And a lot of times it can backfire on you. The algorithms can hurt you. So you want to focus more on building a real dedicated following versus, you know, having a lot of people who aren't engaged. So that was S, steer your audience. Um, the M in system, or I'm sorry, the T in system is tracking and reporting. So I do uh, weekly reports for, actually just did one this morning, I do weekly reports on our numbers. And like I said, I, I realize you might have someone in your office doing this, but you really kind of, you want to track what's going on because you also want to play around with the times and days to post, which I'm going to get into later. Um, so I just, uh, this isn't my report. Hang on one second. So a lot of things that we track are the, uh, so we track Facebook likes, followers. Um, we have a group, so we track group members. We track YouTube subscribers. Uh, how many people come on the Asian Power Huddle? How many Instagram followers? How many downloads our podcasts get? 
So I think it's really important to track and report on things because you want to know what's working and what's not. So if you're posting certain types of videos, you know, educational videos, maybe you want to see which topic did best with your audience and then make more of those. So it's, you really want to track what you're doing um, so you can build on it and see where you need to make changes, things like that. Um, so definitely important to track your progress as well. You know, how many likes do we get this month? And if you have someone doing this, this will help you give you a better idea of how they're doing as well. Um, but the main thing is it'll help you find the best times and days to post and what to actually post, you know, like what's going over best with your audience. Um, and then the next, the E in system is everything in your life is a post. So I know some people are more private and maybe they don't want to um, post things like that, but social media is all about being social and it's about media. So you put it together, you want to put out uh, media that's social. So, you know, if you're at a listing, like I see actually Amy Izzo does a great job of this. She'll post like funny or cool things she sees on a listing, like a weird looking bathroom or something, you know, maybe you need the client's permission, but things like that, you know, if you're out with your family, just little stuff like that, because we're constantly inundated with ads and commercials and things like that. I think people are kind of over that. So when you post more personable stuff, it makes you more personable. And it's not like you're constantly selling because, you know, people always talk about the 80, 20 rule in social media, which is important too, is, uh, you want to sell 20% of the time and 80% of the time you want to provide value or, um, you know, make them laugh, educate them. You know, Jeff Lyons, who's hosted this before, he does a great job of posting like memes and funny stuff, just stuff that comes off the top of his head. So um, you definitely want to, um, like I said, the E is for everything in your life is a post and you can decide what you want to share, you know, it's your life. So if you don't want to share a lot, that's fine too. But I think people like seeing the process and behind the scenes, stuff like that. So just you're, keep you're that in be, mind. You're being really nice about it, but I would say if you don't like sharing your life, get over it. <laughs> oh, I'm serious. Yeah. Okay. Think about it. Those of you who are on camera, I want thumbs up or thumbs down. How many of you have noticed that when you share something actually personal, that's important to you, you get far better engagement from your people. Thumbs up if you've noticed that. Okay. People don't care about our listings. They don't care. Like even when you tell a story that you need to drip that in there, you need to include it in there to see it so that they can see you as a successful real estate professional, right? You want to create, if you're, especially if we're talking about using organic reach of Facebook, because a lot of the stuff we're talking about today is all organic. There's a separate conversation in paid traffic that uh, Dan was asking some questions in the, uh, in the chat box uh, and we can dive into paid traffic. Um, maybe next time we have a uh, uh, Krista Mayshore and she can go deeper on paid traffic as well. Um, but the, in the organic side, you, even though the organic reach has come down, down, down amongst your sphere, you still can get some benefit from the organic reach without your sphere and including your real life, but then also showing that you are a professional. They want to see you. They want to know what you're doing. They, they don't really, it's true, right? Lindsay raised her hand, but we've all seen it. We've all seen that happen to us, that when you post something real, what are the most powerful posts you guys see? life events, someone has a baby, someone gets married, like you see hundreds of comments on there. Is that an accident? No, it's not. That's, that's what connects us as people. I had to chime in on that, Zach. So no, that was a good point. And you know why that it goes over so well? Because you're creating conversation too, and you're creating engagement where if you post a listing of a house and I'm not looking to buy or sell a house, that's not relevant to me. But if you post, like Theodos does a great job too, of posting his um, journey of you know, becoming an Ironman and learning how to swim and everything. So you're creating a conversation and the dialogue and that stuff's more engaging than 
you know, oh, I just sold a house or um, a new listing. So, yeah, I would definitely, those posts always go over the best. Yeah, if there's one takeaway for everybody for today, it's create life events on a daily basis. I want you getting married, having children on a daily basis. That's a joke. No, but like if there's things that you can figure out in your life that, that's important that's happening, just make sure you, that, you, that you lean into it, okay? It doesn't have to be daily. There's not things like that that happen all the time, but you can sometimes take an event and you can refer back to it for a couple times over the next few weeks, right? Or the lead up to it. So the single event you can take, or it doesn't have to be your event. Maybe it's one of your family members. Something exciting is happening. Right. There's, there's all sorts of ways that you can take these events and continue to, to use them. All right. What else yeah. we got, Zach? I'll make sure we don't run out of time on your, on your bullet point. We're, we just yeah, finished one, E, right? One last letter. Yes. One <laughs> last letter in the system. What's the M? Um, so the M is the best part and the M stands for make it fun. So I think a lot of people get caught up on social media and oh, I have to post this. I have to post that. I mean, your listings and stuff is important, but you really just, you want to make it fun. I mean, have fun with it, you know, ask questions, post funny things post jokes, you know, post about whatever you love. If you love running and you're out running, you know, do a five second, 10 second live of you running, like, you know, just try to make it fun and, and work with your office, work with your people, how to make it fun. You could have a contest. Um, you know, I've helped people with charity drives. So you really want to, people forget about the social part of social media. You don't want to constantly be selling to people. Um, you know, Eric Hatch, who's on here a lot. He does a great job too. He does posting funny stuff or, you know, silly I, was, I was just pulling up his Facebook. He's yeah. actually, and maybe it's because I have the same sense of humor as him, but I think it's stuff's funny. Is anyone else friends with Eric Hatch on here? Yeah. Do you see the, the, the funny posts he puts out? Like he just asks funny questions and they always get good engagement, right? So if you, if you know your circle of friends, like, let's see, I'll see if I can find one on his page quickly while, while you're, while you're blowing through this, Zach. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing and the most important metric on social media, I mean, likes and followers are great, but engagement is really the most important thing. So if you have, cause a lot of these celebrities, people don't know celebrities buy fake followers. Like you can, you can actually check. Uh, there's different websites where you can put in someone's Instagram and see how many followers are real or fake. So, you know, Kim Kardashian might have 50 million followers, but how, how engaged are they? You know, like you might have a hundred followers and 99 of them are engaged. Well, that's more important than having 5,000 followers and only five or 10 of them are looking at your stuff. So pretty much everything I'm saying kind of revolves around engagement, but like that's really the most important thing is making engaging content. And, you know, social media is like your own billboard. It's your own page. So you, I think you just kind of have to find who you are and what you want to post um, because you have to post what, whatever you're comfortable with because it, at the end of the day, it's your face and your brand. So um, you definitely kind of find your place because there is a line between professionalism and, you know, just being silly or someone not taking you um, serious, but some people can get away with that. Some can't. So to, the way to make it fun is don't put the pressure on yourself and just post things that entertain you um, rather than constantly selling to everyone all the time. I think that's the biggest thing with social media is you don't want to always sell. You want to provide value through entertaining or educating people. I love it. What questions do you guys have, if any? Zach's been doing social media for 10 plus years. I know Dan asked a couple of questions in the chat. Did I think I, let's see if I answered the question correctly. Because uh, what Dan had asked about, you know, he said, um, when you buy likes or followers, he runs videos to a targeted audience in my community. If someone likes bikes and I show them a bike shop video I made and tell them to like that page in the ad, is that okay? 
My answer was yes, right? I mean, you're talking about Zach, don't go on Fiverr and buy a thousand likes for 10 bucks. That's what you meant by don't buy likes, correct? Yeah, so it sounds like Dan's running what's called a like campaign on Facebook where, you know, F Facebook ads have different objectives, whether you wanna reach more people, if you're trying to convert them into a buyer or seller, they also have a, a likes campaign, which which actually is a good idea if you could budget it in, where um, the sole goal of your campaign is to get more people to like your page. So, so Dan, that's a little different. I, I think that's okay because, you know, you're you're still trying to buy likes, but it's from real people. That that's the thing when you buy bots, they're not real people. Um, you know, it's a lot of fake accounts or people overseas who are getting paid a penny for everyone that they follow. So. Uh, buying likes, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If you're running a Facebook ad campaign, <clears throat> that can actually help. Um, but yeah, don't you don't want to buy you know on Fiverr like five thousand likes for a hundred bucks, um, unless you just care about how your numbers look, which is fine because there are people out there like that. So unless you're strictly the vanity side of it, I, I wouldn't buy likes. Do people really get paid a penny for following each account? That's better than mining Bitcoin. I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe every five account they like is a penny, but there are people overseas, they're called like click farm. They get paid just to, to like stuff. I got a new business to start. I want to start a click farm. I like it. <laughs> I think we're, I think it's too late. I think they're already, <laughs> we're already up and running because right, you'd enough. be surprised how many people have fake, you know, your favorite person on Instagram. A lot of their accounts are probably fake, honestly. Interesting. So, so right, it can be fun to go on a website and type in people's names and see like who has fake followers. It's kind of fun. That's, that's so funny. All right. We got a couple minutes left. If anyone has questions. I go have ahead, a Zira. couple questions. Yeah. Sure. Um, uh, for Facebook, are do boosts work? Because I've heard they don't really work. Like if you just pay to boost a post instead of making an actual ad. Yeah. Um, I, boosts aren't. It's kind of like just throwing money down a hole. Like it can work in certain ways. Like what are you talking about? Like what what instance were you trying to use it? What did you use it for? Um, just like just so that the page can get more views. Um, maybe I made a video and I wanted to just expose it to more people and so boost it out. Yeah. So in that case, you always you'd you're better off running um, a campaign like an ad campaign. Boosting is just kind of like it doesn't give you targeted detailed options. It's kind of like, it'll just boost it to more people, but you don't really get to pick who or where. If you run a Facebook ad campaign, you know, let's just, I'm in Philadelphia. So let's say you're in Philadelphia. Let's say I want to run an ad to people within 15, 20 miles at a certain age and a certain demographic. Like a Facebook ad lets you do get that detailed. Um, and then there's other things with Facebook ads. There's uh, like retargeted ad campaigns. So, like if someone sees your first ad, you could run another ad to the people who saw your first ad. So um, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend boosting. I mean, we've tried it for the Asian power huddle and in the short term, it's OK. But overall, you need like a longer strategy. So I would I would do a detailed targeted mm -hmm. campaign. Okay. I do have another question. Sure. Um, in, um, I am typical. I'm kind of like focusing on growing my Instagram account and just getting more uh, view, more people to engage in it. Um, and I'm just kind of posting on my Instagram and just sharing it to my uh, Facebook page. Is would that work, or do or or is it better to just post individually on both, or post on Facebook like you said and then share it to Instagram? Um, it's a good question. I think I think posting it on Instagram and Facebook at the same time is okay because you know it, it's working for you. It's saving you time. So that is another option I forgot to bring up um, that you can post 
on Instagram and Facebook at the same time. So if that's working for you, I, I would stick with that. Um, with Instagram, I, I would definitely use hashtags, um, you know, especially like what area are you in? I'm in Southern California. Okay. So you can actually, um, it has what's called auto populate. So let's just say you're in San Diego. You can search for hashtags. You can put type the hashtag in then type San Diego. And then Instagram will show you all the top related hashtags to that. So, you know, like San Diego real estate's one of them, but not everyone's looking at that, that hashtag. So if you're making a video about something else, um, like let's just say about a restaurant or food, you could do like San Diego restaurant, or you can even hashtag the name of the business. So I would definitely use hashtags on Instagram. Like they don't really work on Facebook. On Instagram, they definitely work. Like if you look at the agent power huddle, I'm always using at least five to six hashtags. And you just kind of have to think about things that are connected to what you're posting. If not, you also want to include like your town name and your town name, real estate, real estate agent. But I also would play around with it and, and you can search on Instagram for, for hashtags as well. Okay. Thank you. Yep. Good. All right. So those of you on camera, did you learn at least one thing new today? I hope so. Yes. I see nods. I see awesome. All right. Those of you not on camera, hopefully you enjoy this. I got some messages in the box, Zach, that said, yes, it was good. So thank you, Zach. Zach is here, by the way, in the background anytime. So if you have questions for Zach, he is our, uh, the digital marketing director for uh, uh, Agent Collective, Agent Power Huddle. He's here to answer questions and help you guys. Yeah, we're posting in the group awesome too. Stuff. I'm always in the Zach? groups. I was saying I'm always in the group. So, you know, if you have any questions, feel free to post them in the group. Um, yep. You send me a messenger on Facebook, but um, definitely post them in the group because we're trying to get more action in there. So um, if you have yep. any questions or whatever thoughts, you know, feel free to post them in the group. I'm always in there. Yeah. And Zahir, if you really were going deep into how to build an Instagram following, we can do some more calls on specifically Instagram, how to build a following. We have a few other Instagram experts that, that we know that we can bring in and go deeper and just have different viewpoints. And there's not one strategy that works for all of this. That's what I love about what Zach presented today. It's just a system. Okay. It's building a system and finding your own personality and flair that works in what you're trying to build. So thank you, Zach. That was awesome. Thanks, guys, guys, happy Tactical Tuesday. Read the chat box, Zach. Lots of, lots of people learn good stuff today. All right, guys. Enjoy your day. Bye, everybody. Thanks, if you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.